The information provided in this podcast and on this website is intended for a Canadian audience. It is for informational purposes only and does not create a physician-patient relationship. It is not to be used as professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or care, nor is it intended to be used as a substitute. Anyone with any questions regarding medical conditions, issues, or problems should seek the advice of a physician. Welcome to episode four of Peep the Process, a sport and exercise medicine podcast for Canadian student athletes. James, how are you doing today? I'm great, Emma. Now that we're on episode four, can you tell me your highlights of the first three episodes? James, this is truly an incredible experience for me. I've never done anything like this. So I think just taking in all the information that our guest experts have provided has just been one of my highlights because I don't typically get to hear this kind of information. What are some of your highlights? Well, if Jody is representative of all your friends, then I don't know how you keep up because she's extremely fast and she was so great. But also Steve and Kathy were also great uh, in the first three episodes. You know, they're all hugely talented and they've trained to get this good at what they do. But what really struck me, uh, Emma, is that they're most effective when they work collaboratively with others on their team. In other words, if, if they work together. And I never conceived that a sprinter would work so much with her team. So I, I knew that she would work with her coaches and her coaches have helped her uh, get through the COVID. But, you know, the, the collaboration, working with her team. And so does Steve. I work collaboratively with Steve. And what Kathy was talking about, training the, the people on the medical team at the FIFA World Cup. Everybody's working together, and that is really the highlight for me. So, Emma, I've heard from you that your dad has inspired you to do half marathons, and I know that you're a triple gold winning skater. But can you tell me which athletes have inspired you the most? So, my dad definitely has inspired me to do half marathons. He has completed, I think, 12 now. Wow. And when he had completed nine, I decided that I wanted to join him for his 10th, which he did state was going to be his final, but then I pushed him to do two more. (laughs) And in terms of other athletes, I have kind of a funny story. Growing up, one of my best childhood friends, his mom was a very famous Canadian skating choreographer. So I actually got to meet a lot of skaters who inspired me growing up. But I think the most inspirational who actually had stepped foot in my house is Evan Lysacek, who ended up winning the gold medal at the 2010 Olympic Games. No way. Yeah. And it was such an incredible story. The choreographer was working with him and I was hanging out with her son and she ended up just bringing him by. What's inspirational about his story is that skating has gotten so competitive in the past couple years and what's called the quad jump is pretty much in every male skaters program now and in 2010 Evan Lysacek won the gold medal without having a quad jump in his program and he beat the other males who did have quads so I thought that that was just inspirational in terms of the fact that 
even if you don't have the most difficulty, if you work hard, you can still accomplish your goal. That's awesome. Yeah. So can you tell me which athletes have inspired you the most? So, you know, I'm a huge Raptors fan and I've been missing out on that. But, you know, when Kawhi Leonard came to the Raptors, it was so, so uh, important for the team and he put them over the top, but they never would have achieved any of it without Kyle Lowry. His determination led the Raptors. And what people don't know about Kyle Lowry is that his charitable work is so admirable. But one of the other athletes that really inspires me so much is Clara Hughes. If you're not sure who she is, she's the woman on the Bell Let's Talk ads. Uh, She was their uh, initial ambassador when they opened it up 10 years ago. And Clara Hughes is the winner of two Summer Olympic medals in bicycle racing and four Olympic winter medals. And uh, I was there for her last bronze medal win in Vancouver 2010 during speed skating. Uh, I was at the speed skating oval and I have a memorable, almost embarrassing story. I was in the second row and you know, they have to clean the ice off. And so they have a person with a microphone, uh, an entertainer of sorts. And that person is engaging the crowd. And so there was a man and a woman in front of me. Uh, He was wearing a Canadian flag on the back of his jacket and she was wearing an American flag on the back of her jacket but you could tell they were a couple and i didn't pay much attention to them because i was watching the speed skating but the entertainer all of a sudden appears in our section and says to the entire crowd i wonder if there's anybody here who's from ontario and i had just thankfully a moment's hesitation because that man almost jumped in front of me and you know what he was doing He was proposing marriage to her. I could have ruined the whole thing if I was a quarter second earlier putting up my hand. But uh, (laughs) the moral of the story is there is a time to talk and a time to just listen. So we're going to put onto our website information from the letstalk.bell.ca website. And certainly when we're talking about depression, it's important to look at that website for our student athletes need to know that Clara Hughes has been the founding spokesperson for Bell Let's Talk, specifically how she thrived in sport despite a history of depression. So our listeners can Google Bell Let's Talk. They've got amazing stuff on their website. And they emphasize that asking for help may be difficult, but let's get through this together. In other words, like I said a few moments ago, collaboratively. Let's get through it together. So now I'm going to introduce our guest expert, Dr. Kara Brown, who is a community perinatal psychiatrist who completed medical school and residency at the University of Toronto. She is trained in interpersonal psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and mindfulness, and specifically applies these modalities to pregnant and postpartum mothers in individual and group settings. She has expertise in medical and medication management of mood and anxiety disorders in women across the reproductive lifespan. She has a part-time academic appointment as a lecturer at the University of Toronto in the Department of Psychiatry. Welcome, Dr. Brown. Thank you for having me. I guess we'll just get right into some of the questions that we have for you. So my first question is, why does depression happen? Well, depression is an illness, a mood disorder, 
which often results from a combination of causes. So often, but not always, there is a genetic basis. And by that, I mean people are more vulnerable to get depression if they have a family member who has a history of depression or mental illness. And this may relate to levels of chemicals in the brain, though that's not the whole story. Things like medical illness can also trigger depression, and this would include concussions, substance abuse, and hormonal changes. And very, very commonly, stressful life events play a role, such as going away to school, ending a relationship, grief or loss, trauma, conflict with friends or family, or not having enough social support. Finally, certain parts of your personality can lead to depression, such as low self-esteem, always trying to be perfect, excessive worrying, or negative thinking. So you can see it's complicated with not just one cause for depression, but many. Okay, thank you for that. So athletes and student athletes especially are typically under a lot of stress between their sport or sports, school, and personal factors such as friends, family, partners, etc. Is it a good idea to talk to someone who's professionally trained, whether that be a therapist, a sports psychologist, psychologist, guidance counselor, um, or those types of people to help deal with everything going on in their life that they may not be able to receive from a coach, a parent, or a friend? You're right. Student athletes do have a lot of pressures and it can be hard to manage it all. And like you said, a coach or family member may teach student athletes some skills for stress management, but many athletes feel they need more than this. And this is when it would be a good idea to get counseling or psychotherapy, especially if the student athlete is having difficulty with all these demands and expectations, or if they just feel they're not doing well emotionally. The therapist can provide support and help them learn how to cope with stressful situations or symptoms such as anxiety or depression. Also, it can be very helpful to have direction from someone professionally trained who is not a friend or a coach or a family member in order to get another perspective. And if student athletes don't know what therapy resources are available in their area, starting with their family doctor or their coach can be a good place to get a recommendation. Can you help us to understand when depression becomes a more serious issue that requires specialized interventions such as a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, or medication? Well, many people and students use the general term depression to describe a period when their mood was low. But from a doctor's perspective, major depressive disorder is when a person feels down and out or depressed or not interested in things most of the day, most of the time for at least two weeks. And it usually comes with physical symptoms such as a change in your sleep, appetite, concentration, or energy. And the emotional symptoms are a lot of negative thinking, like feeling very guilty or worthless and useless. So if anyone has a combination of some of these symptoms that are causing them distress or difficulty functioning in their roles as student athlete, they should seek help from a doctor, a therapist, a psychologist. And psychotherapy, and by that I mean counseling or medications, are some of the treatment options, and sometimes they are used together in more severe cases. Additionally, I would say if someone is having feelings of hopelessness or thoughts of not being alive or taking their life, that is much more concerning and often indicates a more serious depression, and they should reach out to those they trust and seek help urgently from their doctor, a crisis line, or by attending the emergency room. What can a parent, coach, or teammate do in assisting a student athlete who is showing signs of a mental health concern? 
First of all, ask, check in with the athlete regularly about how they are coping with the many stressors in their lives, even if they appear to be well. And if you have concerns, give them the feedback in a supportive and caring manner. Second, I would say listen. Encourage them to share their feelings with you or someone else they trust and let them know you're available for support. Third, direct the athlete to resources. You can let them know that depression is common in students and student athletes and with help and treatment, it will improve. They are not alone. Depression or anxiety, these are illnesses, not signs of weakness. And you can gently encourage them to care for themselves by getting sleep, eating well, not using substances, limiting screen time and social media. But most importantly, ask them to see a doctor who can assess them and determine whether they need other treatment. Let them know about crisis lines, which are phone or text numbers available 24-7 for support. And don't be afraid to ask them if they're having thoughts of death or suicide. You will not cause them to have these thoughts. And if you have concerns, take their answers seriously and do not hesitate to accompany them to the hospital or call 911 if necessary. I'll also add that a teammate or friend can be available to listen, but should not be the primary source of support and should involve a trusted adult like a coach or family member. And everyone should encourage the athlete to see a trained professional. Do you think it was helpful for student athletes that former Raptors star DeMar DeRozan and other athletes like Clara Hughes made their depression public? Why or why not? I think this is key. It really speaks to the fact that depression can affect anyone and it helps reduce the stigma of mental illness. By speaking out, known athletes with depression are communicating to others with depression that they are not alone. And this encourages people and students to reach out for help themselves. It can also make parents, coaches, and teammates more aware of depression within and also outside of sports so that they can watch for warning signs in their players, students, and family members. So we're talking about the process of return to play and what is the effect of injury on depression symptoms and why? So just as depression can affect your sports performance and stress can lead to injury, injury can lead to stress and trigger depressive symptoms. And first of all, of course, injury means that you can't exercise or engage in sports as much. So this is a major shift for an athlete and there's less uh, endorphin release or that exercise high and there's less physical outlet for stress. And also with an injury, the athlete may not have the same routine, less training time, less contact with their teammates and feel less supported. Also, there's likely pain and frustration and not being able to train or compete may decrease their sense of accomplishment and just not feeling their same self. And if a student perceives the injury as never being able to improve or a failure in themselves, this could also lead to depression. So I'll just add that it's important for players to acknowledge these feelings and losses, but at the same time, trying to focus, focus on their resilience. How can they cope with this challenge of being injured and re-engage in the process of return to play, like through rehab or physio or remaining connected to their team and coach in some way and focusing on what they can control so they can keep moving forward through their injury and back to their sport? You know, I keep coming back to COVID-19, don't I? And COVID-19 yeah. is very much like an injury. And so how can student athletes look at the parallels between injury and COVID-19? It's pretty much all the same things you've just been mentioning. 
it is. It's a major change. It's a it's a change in our regular routines, a change in our role. And there's a few strategies. You keep trying to have some sense of routine, focus on what you can control, focus on gratitude, incorporate things that give you a sense of accomplishment and a sense of pleasure. And we keep trying to manage the symptoms and the struggles of the change, but at the same time, continue moving forward. And, you know, there's also a lot of things online for student athletes. So how can a student athlete best support themselves by utilizing online tools and apps? So online tools and apps are a great resource for mental health, for relaxation, mindfulness, monitoring your sleep and nutrition. And I think coaches and doctors can provide guidance in this. Um, the key is that these apps are helpful and do not become all-consuming or another source of stress. So in the process of return to play, finding maybe one or two apps that have some useful strategies would be helpful. And don't let the apps replace the off-screen strategies for mental health, like sleep, nutrition, in-person social contact, and limiting social media and avoiding substances. Yeah, so you know that I really like the anxietycanada.com website, and it's got a special section for youth as well as the MindShift app. Are there any others that you can think of that uh, would be especially helpful for a student athlete, uh, either in high school or college university? Well, I do like the Smiling Mind app because it is free and it has meditation and mindfulness, relaxation exercises specifically geared to different age ranges. And uh, why is mindfulness important to student athletes and others managing mental health? So mindfulness is being aware of the present moment on purpose and without judging. And when we're being mindful, we're paying attention to our thoughts, our feelings, and our sensations. And we have more awareness of ourselves and more engagement with things in the present. We're getting less stuck in the past or less stuck worrying about the future. So it can help anyone, including athletes, learn to slow down, respond to things as they are now. And it can help us be kinder to ourselves and less, get less caught up in negative thinking. And so mindfulness can help with many mental health conditions, but it can also help when you're recovering from an injury for coping with the pain, coping with that change in your life, and helping athletes manage stress on and off the field. Dr. Brown, I really have to thank you for joining us on Peep the Process for this week's episode. I really, really enjoyed your perspective. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Be sure to join us next week when we are joined by Brett Smith and we talk about fatigue. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Instagram at Peep the Process Podcast and on Twitter and Facebook at Peep the Process. Our website can be found at peeptheprocess.buzzsprout.com. This podcast is produced by Emma Jacobs, along with associate producer Enrica Immaturo. Special thanks to the Department of Family Medicine at the Scarborough Health Network, the Athletic Department at Seneca College, and the Canadian Academy of Sport and Exercise Medicine for their support. See you next time. At this point, we would like to remind you that the information provided in this podcast and on this website is intended for a Canadian audience. It is for informational purposes only and does not create a physician-patient relationship. 
It is not to be used as professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or care, nor is it intended to be used as a substitute. Anyone with any questions regarding medical conditions, issues, or problems should seek the advice of a physician. Thank you.